Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. We do this show each weekday at 11 a.m. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. And if you miss the live show, you can always join us as a podcast. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report. You'll find us there and glad to have you with us today. I want to remind you the Thornton's text line is always open during our program, that number to text is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And you can always check out Thornton's for your daily pick-me-up items, including their fresh coffee and delicious donuts. And while you're at it, you can also download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today. If you want to save and get great offers on fuel every day, check out that app You can download it to your mobile device as well. But love to hear from you. Questions, comments, topics, uh, a ton of stuff going on right now for the middle of the offseason. But love to have you interact with us here on the show. Appreciate those of you that do text. Would love to get more of you uh, participating here on the program uh, each day. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment. We've got some big news to discuss. If you uh, haven't seen it since yesterday uh, afternoon, early evening, uh, the word came out that Trace Jackson Davis was not listed on the NBA Draft Combine five-on-five rosters that were put out yesterday. And if I'm not mistaken, I do not believe he was listed on the official measurements. They take all sorts of of measurements. They measure about everything that they possibly can uh, for those coming to the combine to scout to prepare for the draft. I thought that was odd. It didn't take long after those um, lack of information there for reports to surface that uh, Alex, uh, that um, uh, Trace Jackson Davis uh, has COVID 19. Uh, so big, big news there. And he's not going to, it appears, not going to be able to participate in the combine activities in Chicago. There is word that he is still out in California. So that is obviously the big news of the day. We will talk about that here in just a moment in our opening segment. Later in the hour today, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall will join the program. Uh, Of course, we'll talk the Trace Jackson Davis news with Alex, uh, how this could affect Trace Jackson Davis and his NBA prospects. And I think the obvious thought is how it could help 
Indiana uh, cause to see him return for next season. So that we'll obviously cover that and lots of other IU basketball stuff with Alex today. Also, later in the show, I mentioned Coach Woodson was up in Fort Wayne earlier this week at a fundraiser. We've got audio from his uh, talk with the media before he uh, attended and spoke at the dinner for the Fort Wayne area Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. So we're going to play some of that back for you about nine minutes or so. I thought it was a good interview, some good questions in the offseason, a lot of it about Trace Jackson Davis. And by the way, when Coach Woodson was interviewed just a few nights ago, uh, he didn't seem to know anything about Trace Jackson Davis and his COVID issues, or if he did, he was sure covering up because he uh, was talking like things were on for him to be in Chicago uh, this week for the Combine. So we'll play that audio back for you a little bit later in the program. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, let's get to our headlines, our news of the day. Uh, the big stuff is Trace Jackson Davis. His NBA combine opportunity is going to be impacted by a positive COVID-19 case. There have been a lot of people reporting this. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall was one of the first where I saw this yesterday, and he's going to join us again a little bit later in the program. But the report is Jackson Davis tested positive last week which obviously impacted his ability to train and prepare uh, for the combine activity. He did not go, was not placed on five-on-five roster, as I mentioned, and he did not go through the physical testing and the measurements at the combine. It's not believed that he's going to be in Chicago at all this week. He is listed, or I say that, he is listed as a player to be interviewed by several NBA teams tonight, but I'm assuming that that would take place remotely. Uh, I'm assuming these days with Zoom and how uh, popular video meetings and FaceTime and all that sort of stuff is, that that, that could possibly still continue for him. Uh, so, again, the news for Trace is we don't expect him to participate in any of the NBA Combine, and there's two ways to look at this. Obviously, I think a lot of you listening love Trace Jackson Davis. You appreciate what he's done for IU basketball He's been the leader on and off the court. He was a player that helped kind of merge things from Archie Miller to Mike Woodson. He's an Indiana-born player, a guy right here in the Hoosier State. So obviously a lot of love for him, for what he's done and who he is. I think that most reasonable IU fans, while they want him to return next season and they understand the importance of his uh, uh, p- being part of that roster next season, uh, also understand that he deserves the chance to uh, get an opportunity to be seen by NBA teams and to go through this process and to learn absolutely as much as he can so he can make a smart decision by June 1st on if he is going to depart college or return to Bloomington for another season. Uh, COVID impacted Trace's career as it did so many in, in college basketball and all sports and recruiting and so many different things. And he's really had, had a tough uh, set of circumstances to deal with. He did not declare for the draft last year to take advantage of an opportunity uh, to uh, to talk with NBA personnel. He was committed to Mike Woodson. He was one of the people, Mike Woodson, you'll hear this later in the show today when we play the audio from Fort Wayne back. He was one of the first players to raise his hand and say, Coach, I'm coming back. Uh, I'm coming to IU. Let's get this thing going. Uh, so really a, a very transformational piece for IU. And you really want to see him get an opportunity to prove himself and, again, to learn and see exactly where he fits in for next year, whether it's at the NBA uh, or college or somewhere else. And he's not – it doesn't look like going to get 
uh, a fair shake. So reasonable IU fans, I think, probably see that and agree with that and really feel bad for Chase, even if it means this is going to cost him an NBA opportunity this year because he truly is a fringe player in the second round, uh, in the top 35, which is where he's mentioned as kind of a marker for him. So uh, obviously I've seen a few people say, well, Trace is not going to get the chance to go through the combine. This is great news for Indiana. He's going to be back next season. And I do think this probably helps Indiana's cause in getting Trace back next season, but obviously a very unfortunate set of circumstances for a player that has improved and gotten better and done just about everything he's been asked to do by coaches and even the fans. He is the guy in Bloomington right now, and as much as you'd like to see him back next year, hate that he won't get an opportunity to go through this NBA combine process this week. As far as the combine goes, uh, that uh, his lack of participation will really knock off the interest, I think, from IU fans and listeners of this show. But still another uh, another reasonable list of Big Ten players and connections that are competing in the Combine this week. And uh, so that will be interesting to see how it goes. And, of course, uh, the deadline for Trace, June 1, it still stands. But there are going to be a lot of questions between now and June 1st, especially with him missing out on all the opportunities that the Combine offers. Now, there is an opportunity, and again, we don't know his COVID situation. Some people get it. It doesn't affect him. Some people get it, and uh, they're ill for a period of time. But it does seem likely that he would be able to be back and do some individual or small group workouts with NBA teams in the near future, that he would get a chance to be seen. If there's a team that really is interested in him, that he's had communication with, done some interviews with already, there is still that chance he could work out for him, even if he's not seen at the Combine. So that, I think, is the good news for Trace. Let's hope he has time to get those opportunities in. So he truly can make a decision for next season, whether it's IU or not, on what is best for him. Because he's going to get that feedback behind the scenes. He's going to really know, in most cases, I think these players all know uh, where they stand coming out of the Combine and some of the individual workouts that take place before and after, but Trace Jackson Davis with COVID-19 last week, not headed to Chicago. It does not appear uh, to participate in anything that the combine offers. So a tough break for him. And obviously the big news of the day here on the program. Uh, also, Alex Bozich just sent me a message here. I have not had time to look into this, uh, but according to Alex, the tweet he sent me from Zach Osterman, our friend from the Indianapolis star Dave McCullough has decommitted uh, from IU from the football program. Of course, his father uh, was a big part of getting some big-time players, including his sons, to Indiana in recent years. He left for a position at Notre Dame uh, earlier in the offseason. But Day at that point remained committed until a tweet put out uh, really at the top of the hour today, just as we came on the air. He said, I would like to thank everyone at Indiana University for everything they have done for me and my family ever since I was a child. Second, I want to thank the staff for showing nothing but love to me, along with my whole family as well. After praying and long talks with my family, I've decided to decommit from Indiana University. I'll always love Hoosier Nation and wish nothing but the best for the university. And that's Dave McCullough uh, from Bloomington South, who was a humongous get for Tom Allen and really a humongous keep for Tom Allen once Coach McCullough left for Notre Dame. 
he seemed to be recommitted to things, but obviously things have changed, and that is going to be a really big loss for IU from a recruiting perspective. There is no question about that. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. More on Trace Jackson Davis and what uh, things look like for him here these next few weeks before he has to make a really big decision about next season. Also still ahead, Mike Woodson audio from his stop in Fort Wayne earlier this week. Stay with us here on a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Alex, uh, a lot of breaking news. Thanks for sending over the Dave McCullough decommit from the IU football program. I know you're a basketball guy, but that obviously is a huge loss for Tom Allen and the football program. Uh, the McCullough news, the Trace Jackson Davis news that you were on yesterday, some big things here recently. Yeah, I mean, I don't obviously cover football, but I follow it, and I saw Zach Osterman retweeted that and figured it would be something that, that you'd definitely want to mention on the show. It just seems like with IU football, again, I'm not on the, the day-to-day with that, but since that 2020 season where they had that that – I guess you want to call it magical year where they almost made the big 10 championship. It seems like things just keep going wrong. So unfortunate to see that news and hopefully uh, they can get things back on track this season. Uh, I know a lot of people were excited about Tom Allen and the direction he was taking uh, the program. I think a lot of people still feel the same way about him as a person, but obviously would like to see more on field success. So disappointing to see that news, although probably not all that surprising given Uh, that his dad's no longer on the football staff. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Trace Jackson Davis, positive with COVID-19. He did not make the trip to Chicago for the NBA Combine. That is the big news. And I tell you what, uh, I know we're supposed to be down the middle here as media people, but when you cover a team and a specific player going all the way back really to his sophomore year in high school, you get to know him, you get to know people around him. Uh, this is a really tough and disappointing break for Trace Jackson Davis. He really, I think, deserves this opportunity, not just to talk and mingle with the NBA people, and he can still do some of that, and we'll have the opportunity uh, to communicate and probably get some workouts in a little bit later. But this combine's a really big deal, and I think he deserved that opportunity to see exactly where he's at. And does he want to make that jump to pro basketball or – does he still have some things he wants to work on? Does he want to come back for another year of college hoops? And I think this uh, situation here, him missing, him unavailable to attend, is really going to hurt his NBA chances. Yeah, it's obviously unfortunate. Um, the combine really was his chance, I feel like, to boost his stock. And, you know, the the five-on-five thing, uh, that was really what kind of – made me curious as to what was going on uh, yesterday when I saw those rosters announced. Typically, 
you know, I think a lot of there's not maybe with college basketball fans, they don't necessarily understand the combine as, uh, as well because they don't follow it. But you, typically at the combine, the five-on-five, five, guys who are going to be lottery picks or solid first-round picks don't play in that because, you know, if, if you've got your position solidified, there's no reason to go out there and give a team a reason to think less of you. So typically the five-on-five the five is guys who are – you know, maybe late first round, second round, potentially undrafted guys trying to make their mark and move up. And so when I saw that Trace wasn't going to be playing, uh, that was that was curious. And, and obviously um, the COVID test has a lot to do with that. Um, he's not in Chicago right now. My understanding is that the agency that he's involved with uh, is having a pro day in Chicago uh, this weekend. There's an outside chance that uh, he could uh, – be able to participate in that uh you would have to obviously make the trip in uh in order to do that um but right now that's that's no guarantee um so he's not he's not going to be, be a participant in the combine at this point uh, my expectation is that he'll go through some, some team workouts after uh this this combine wraps up as well i think have an interest from teams to to bring him in and do some workouts and get some feedback that way but I think this really put the his NBA stock uh in a tough spot because if he's not able to go out at the combine and, and perform in front of all the teams and uh kind of move his draft position in, in any meaningful way I think it, it really puts him in a, a position where he's looking at you know at best being a late second round pick and, and possibly being undrafted and I'm not sure if, but how how appealing that is to him when he has a chance to come back to, to Indiana and obviously with a, a huge NIL opportunity and a team that if he comes back, should probably be ranked somewhere in the top 15, top 20 nationally with, with him on board. Yeah, no question. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guess. You can read Alex's work at insidethehall.com. You can follow him on Twitter at inside the hall uh, for trace Jackson Davis. He's been in Southern California. He's been doing workouts with his agency and some other players. It looks like uh, obviously associated with that agency there as well. Uh, again, he's been so committed to his craft. I even noticed in some of the videos and the photos that we've seen, just a handful of them from out in California, his body appears to have changed even from the season. Uh, and I think someone reported or mentioned that he said he was in the best shape of his life, he felt. So he's obviously been doing the right things, taking care of himself and doing everything he can to put himself in a position to be successful at the Combine. But with COVID, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. It doesn't matter where you're going, what you're doing. Uh, it's something that can be picked up from anyone with vaccines or not. We've seen that now time and time again. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're all kind of at the mercy of, uh, you know, the virus. And we, we, we've now been in this for more than two years, and it can happen to, to anybody at any time. And, um you know, it's hopefully it's something that he's dealing with well, and uh, he's going to be able to bounce back from it uh, relatively quickly and be able to do some of these these workouts here the next couple of weeks because I think it's important for him to go through that. But yeah, it's just a tough break for him. You know, he's a guy that has always been great to deal with off the court. He's he's always handled himself in a, in a uh, you know how you want someone representing your university. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis has, has been has been that uh, for Indiana basketball. And, uh, you know, 
really with him not going through the process the previous two years, this was his opportunity to kind of actually go through the process and see what was out there and for him not being able after, you know, it wasn't a certainty that he was going to get the combine invite then to get the combine invite and then have this happen. I just think is really uh, unfortunate and, and something that, uh, you know, I just you know feel bad for him as, as a kid and somebody that has always been, uh, you know, a great representative of IU basketball. It's, it's a tough break, but you know, if I know anything about Trace, it's that he'll uh, make the most of the situation and, and still have a positive attitude and uh, figure out a way still to maximize this this opportunity and, and make the best decision for him and uh, his family moving forward. Alex, you touched on this already, but because of timing here, it's obviously not great. He obviously is missing the big deal, which is the combine, but there still are opportunities uh, through his agency and through individual small groups uh, to work out with NBA teams. So if there's a team that's zeroing in on him that was really going to pay attention to him at the Combine, obviously that's a great viewing opportunity, but they still could schedule something with him uh, maybe as soon as this weekend if he's healthy with his agency, and there will be other opportunities as well between now and June 1. Yeah, I mean, I saw the Pacers just had their first set of uh, workouts uh, in advance of the combine and teams are going to have a flurry of opportunities. I would, I would be shocked if he didn't get a chance to, to at least go visit a couple of teams and do some workouts and uh, get some feedback. I mean, there's no rush for him to, to, to do or say anything and ahead of that June 1st deadline. Uh, I'm thinking ahead to next week when, when Mike Woodson's up, up at Huber's, I'm sure he's going to be asked a million questions now about trace. And, you know, I don't, you know, barring any uh, unforeseen development, I would think that Trace is going to, you know, take the uh, – try to make the most of this and, and get a chance to go work out for some teams if he's able to and uh, make the best – you know, all it takes is really, you know, to have really one really good workout and one team really likes him and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, maybe he gets a team that says they'll take him in the second round and maybe that changes his line of thinking. So I think it would be, you know – the best thing for him is just to continue to go through the process and, and see what's out there. And, and then uh, once you have all the information and uh, you do what, what you feel most comfortable doing moving forward. Absolutely. Alex Bozich, my guest, talking. The big news, Trace Jackson Davis will not go to the NBA Combine uh, because of a positive COVID-19 test. Um, one other thing on the Combine before we switch gears here a bit, uh, the rosters are out, the five-versus-five games that will take place, which are kind of fun to watch and follow. And a good, again, still some pretty good Big Ten flavor in the Combine this week. Uh, give us a couple players to watch out for that are kind of on the verge. Will they come back to the Big Ten and their respective school or – you know, could a good combine see a couple of good, talented players exit the Big Ten here later this week? Yeah, I mean, I think the guy that I'm most kind of following because he has the biggest chance, I think, to impact the Big Ten race for next season is uh, Musa Diabate up at Michigan. I mean, I think most people feel like Caleb Houston's gone. You know, he didn't even go to the combine, which was a curious decision. But then you kind of follow some of the reporting on that, and it seems like he's already got a team that has kind of zeroed in on him and says that they want him and he's not even going to go to the combine and give any other team a chance to look at him. So to me, it sounds like he has a promise from a team that uh, they're going to pick him. And so that he's going to go in that direction. Diabate is a little bit different in that he's up there in Chicago. He, you know, a lot of box drafts have him in the second round, but you kind of look at where he was ranked coming out of high school and just his 
his profile physically and the fact that he still has a lot uh, to do in terms of his development, you know, I think there's a chance that he could get a chance uh, in the 30s somewhere in the late first round. And uh, I think it's a very important week for him. If he comes back to Michigan, you know, the front court duo of him and Hunter Dickinson, uh, despite what else Michigan has to replace on that roster, uh, that's as good as you're going to see uh, in the Big Ten. It'll be right up there, obviously, with potentially Trace Jackson Davis and Ray Thompson and uh, Malik Renault and um, Jordan Geronimo. But, yeah, I think that's really the most uh, impactful one. I mean, most of the Big Ten guys at this point have already kind of decided uh, that they're going to stay in the draft. Um, Chris Murray is another one that's kind of still hanging out there, but he, he too didn't go into the combine. He's potentially going to work out for some teams. He's in the top 40 in a lot of the the big board rankings, but it seems like he's uh, trending towards returning to Iowa. So not a whole lot left out there. Really, Trace Jackson Davis and, and Diabate are the, the really the two that, that are most intriguing, and, and Trace obviously not participating in Chicago, so uh, not, not, not nearly as intriguing as it was uh, to follow the combine for IU fans with Trace not being uh, a participant. All right, talking with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. The Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Alex, uh, you mentioned Coach Woodson coming to Huber's uh, next Wednesday night, less than a week away. We'll get to hear from him about the offseason and his thoughts on the Hoosiers for next year. There's an opportunity for media to ask questions before he heads back to the big banquet hall at Huber's. What's the question on uh, number one on your list that you want to ask Mike Woodson next week? Hmm, that's a great question, Matt. I haven't really thought about that too closely. I mean, I I think my biggest question, uh, you know, maybe not what, what, what people are thinking about, and he probably won't give much of an answer. You know, I'm most curious of what's the non-conference schedule looking like for next season because we've heard – obviously about Kansas and the Arizona game. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if he'll confirm that that's going to happen and then kind of what else is out there. What approach is he taking uh, to building the non-conference schedule? Is he going to try to get some in-state or regional teams that have a little bit of appeal? Or are they just going to, you know, just kind of get some, some teams based on their computer numbers? How is that going to be uh, all put together? I'm, I'm really interested uh, to know a little bit more about that because it's not something that they really had a chance to to build last season coming in late. And I think, you know, you had some changes in the staff, obviously, and that's something that you work on in advance. I think a lot of those games were, were probably already set. So I think that's my biggest question. Uh, I'm not – I'm pretty sure I wouldn't get much of an answer other than kind of the standard – uh, response of, you know, we're working on it and we're seeing what's out there. Um, but uh, to me, that's what I'm really most curious about, other than the obvious stuff in terms of Trace. But I don't necessarily think he's going to say uh, too much different than what we heard uh, the other night in Fort Wayne. Yeah, Alex, we uh, know the crowd's going to be a sellout. Earlier uh, in the week, there were 50 tickets remaining, and I'm sure those are almost all gone, if not gone, uh, according to Les Wright, who organizes the event for the IU Varsity Club here in southern Indiana in the Louisville area. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Woodson. We know that Tom Allen, the football boss, will be there as well. Do you think we'll hear from Scott Dolson, the AD? Will there likely be some other coaches? It's been so long since there's been one of these events. Because of COVID, it's been at least two or three years uh, that I can't remember exactly what all the format includes during that evening. Yeah, usually the athletic director does talk. Um, the last time we had it, obviously it was Fred Glass. Uh, making comments 
So I would assume Dalton would speak in some way. Um, based on your interview a couple weeks ago with Les Wright, it sounded like to me that Terry Moore wasn't going to be able to be there. So uh, I know baseball is going on right now too, so I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't think that they would bring the coach. It's probably just going to uh, be uh, the normal uh, kind of setup with with the two, uh, the basketball coach obviously in Woodson and and Allen and, and Scott Dolson making some comments. Uh, I think there was one year where they actually brought some players down, but that's been a while now, so I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. It, you know, they haven't really put out a lot of details publicly um, other than what uh, Les Wright uh, said. So uh, it, it'll be, a, it'll be a, I think, a, a fun, entertaining night because listening uh, to Tom Allen and Mike Woodson go and get some some interesting stuff. Usually they take some questions too from the crowd, so that's usually uh, one of the poor entertaining parts of the night as well. Alex, I have a question for you. Uh, it says, ask Alex if he knows uh, Trace Jackson Davis' agent agency. Who is he represented by? Do you know who that is? Uh, I think it's Excel Sports. I think that's the name um, of who uh, is uh, I'm pretty sure it's Excel. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about it. I don't know specifically like who with his agency uh, is uh, like his direct agent, but I think they helped him with some NIL stuff, and I think that's who uh, is helping him right now as well. Alex Bozich inside the home, I guess. Alex, I ask, I don't know if it was you or another one of our IU guests uh, in the last week or so, just thinking about next year, bringing up different players of interest, and you wonder what role they'll play. One of those guys I brought up was Logan Duncombe, and we really did not see him much. In fact, I think it was you a week ago that we had this conversation. Mike Woodson, interestingly enough, earlier in the week in Fort Wayne, talking about Trace and what would happen if he were to go pro, uh, he mentioned a number of guys there that he thought were prepared to step up, and he even dropped Logan Duncombe's name uh, in that answer, in that conversation. Uh, are, are, do you see him playing with or without Trace? Do you see him playing some type of bigger role, which would be, I mean, almost nothing last year? Do you see him being someone that actually logs some sort of minutes this year for IU in the front court? Uh, it depends whether or not Trace is on the team. I feel like if, if Trace comes back, I just don't see – much of an opportunity for Duncombe to play because you got Trace, Race, uh, Renew, and um, obviously uh, Jordan Geronimo is going to get some minutes as well. So I think a lot of it comes down to whether um, whether or not Trace comes back. And, you know, if, if Trace comes back, I, I just don't see a scenario where you're going to see all that much of uh, Logan Duncombe. Um, so that, that's really the best answer I have for you at this point on that. I don't know um, where he would fit in. Uh, be, you know, you don't usually play more than, than three or four guys in the front court. Uh, big minutes, maybe he could be a guy that gets some spot minutes, but I just, I just don't see a, or see a big role for him if, if, if Trace is to come back. Alright, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us Thursdays here on the program as we talk IU basketball. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today we'll catch up next week all right matt thanks for the time appreciate it all right alex with us and you can read inside the hall.com follow him at inside the hall on twitter and of course in addition to trace jackson davis and that news that he's got COVID, he's not going to be in chicago day mccullough has decommitted from indiana we'll have more on that coming up in the next segment also 
later in the show coming up in the next segment as well. We'll have audio from Mike Woodson, some of his responses to the media from up in Fort Wayne earlier this week. So stay with us for that. You're listening to a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back here on this Thursday program. We've got Mike Woodson audio from Fort Wayne the other night coming up here in just a moment. But first... Just a little bit more on the Day McCullough decommitment from IU football. Uh, Someone just sent this to me over the break. Within the last few days, it was announced that Day is uh, going to leave Bloomington South and transfer to South Bend St. Joseph's, which, of course, where his dad lives and now works for Notre Dame and their football program. And then a report from Steve Wilpfong of 247 Sports uh, has Cincinnati, Miami, Kentucky, and Penn State in the running for Day McCullough with his decommitment uh, from the IU football program. He is going to take an official visit to Cincinnati coming up the first weekend of June, Wilt Fong reports. But uh, this isn't a decommitment, it doesn't appear, uh, to go play for dad or with dad at Notre Dame. This appears to be uh, decommitment where he's going to choose another program, not Indiana or not Notre Dame. And so that's going to be interesting to see. All right, we've got audio from Coach Woodson. This is the media availability uh, with him before he attended the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Fort Wayne area uh, gala fundraiser dinner that they had earlier in the week. You'll hear some of the questions from the media, then you'll hear Coach Woodson's answers, and we'll play that audio for you now. Well, this is my first time even being in Fort Wayne, and so I'm excited about being here. When I got the call uh, to come here and support Big Brothers and Big Sisters, I was excited about that. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I think it's important. Um, I'm a little dumbfounded to it because I thought it was set up like uh, the Boys and Girls Club and where you would have a, a facility to go and and mingle with young kids, but it's totally different. Um, but the makeup is still the same in terms of dealing with, you know, young kids um, and ment- mentoring young kids. That's so important. Um, so I think when you can get a big brother, or a big sister, and, and mentor them and, and try to steer them in the right direction and give them some hope that they can be successful and do things on a high level in life, that's very, very important, I think. So um, I hear there's going to be a great turnout, and a lot of people support the call, so I think it's fantastic. I'm happy to be here, really. Um, The last 365 days have probably been a whirlwind for you. How would you characterize your first season as the head coach at IU? I thought it was a good season. Considering where I started with this ball club, it's a great question because I tell you, 
when I gave this all-star speech, when I got the job and became the head coach of the Hoosiers, I couldn't get anyone to commit to stay on board. A lot of players were disgruntled for whatever reasons they were. And uh, I had to do some damage control because I was searching after that first meeting with the team when guys didn't raise their hands to stay on board. So I went to the top. I went straight to Trace Jackson Davis and got him to commit to stay on board. And then everybody seemed to fall in line. And I needed that, you know, being the first time coach you know, here for the Hoosiers. Um, and they gave me all they, they could give me. You know, I mean, we, we were able to win 21 games and I thought it was a, a successful run in, in making the tournament. So I was very pleased and I thanked them and told them how much I loved them. And, and now we got to get better. You know, that's the name of the game when you coach it. The difference between the pro game and the college game, what you had to make, how big was it? I don't think it was a big. I mean, the recruiting is is a big a big deal, um, because I mean you got to recruit talent in order to be better as a ball club, and it's the same way on the NBA level. I think the beauty about college and the college game, for me as a coach, it gives you more time to teach and prepare. The NBA game doesn't allow you to do that because you got three four games coming at you a week. And it's just not enough time in the day to teach and prepare. You're really scrambling a lot. But in the college game, that's the beauty about it. I love to teach. Um, and, you know, I, I put a good staff around me to help me with my preparation, which, you know, I love doing that as well, putting a game plan together and hoping that the players can execute it. And, and if they do, you know, more likely you win ball games. And, uh, you know, we had our fair share ups and downs this year with our ball club, but for the most part, it was enjoyable for me from a coaching standpoint. When you got in a situation now where you have the whole, had the whole calendar year now, how big a difference is it than when you had walked in last year with that not a whole calendar year? Well, it's a big difference because I've had an opportunity now to recruit some players that I think that can help our ball club. Um, I think the big question now is, is Trace Jackson Davis going to come back? And, you know, I know he's going to test the combines this week in Chicago, and and then he's got until June 1st to make the decision if he's going to go pro or come back. And I'm hoping like hell he comes back, you know what I mean, because he's a big piece to the puzzle. How do you go about planning for a team not knowing if one of your star players is going about? How do you go about recruiting and putting the pieces together? Well, again, you know, my model's always been next man up. Um, you know, we we got Race coming back. You know, we got Logan, who's a young center, you know, that's got to mature and, and grow into his body. And then we got the freshman Malik coming in. So, you know, those guys got to grow up quickly. Um, uh, but, again, this next man up, you know, you're getting an opportunity to play off the bat. If Trace comes back, you know, he's going to occupy a lot of minutes at that position. But, hey, we got enough talent around Trace. If he doesn't come back, those guys got to step up and play. I got to coach him up. In, in 19 
707, I'm not sure if you know, but Coach Knight spoke at this event as well. What does it mean to you to be in the same city today? Hey, he's the greatest coach that's ever graced the college basketball floor in my mind. And if I can accomplish half the things he, he accomplished as a coach at Indiana, boy, I will, I'll be a happy man. You know, my clock is ticking, though. You know, I, I got to do it awfully fast, but Coach Knight had a stellar career and as a coach, and, uh, you know, he's there in Bloomington, and we get an opportunity to see him off and on, and um, I'm blessed because I played for a great college coach in Bob Knight. Are you going to tap him at all? Is he, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what his health situation is, but him at all for advice or anything like that? Well, I try to, um, but you know, his health is somewhat declining a little bit. And um, But I know he's there in heart and spirit, and uh, that means more to me than anything. With the uh, name, image, and likeness on the transfer portal as it is, those are new challenges that we've seen in the college game over the last couple of years. How do you go about navigating those and what challenges do they present? What advantages might they present for someone at a blue blood program like IU? Well, again, I'm not against players getting paid. Um, I've said that numerous times. But I am against players that strictly uses the college sport just to get paid. You know, I just think they're going about it the wrong way if they do it that way. I mean, the NIL is there to pay players money. Um, and if they can negotiate their money, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. But you come to college to get an education and play basketball if that's the sport you choose. So that, to me, is first and foremost. And if you think any other way, I don't want you on our ball club. You know, you can go somewhere else and, and do your thing that in that regard. But um, it's around. You can't get, a, get from it, you know. The portal, I think, changes the game, man, in terms of how you navigate your team every season because you're going to have someone that's going to be disgruntled that, that wants to leave. And it's a part of it. And I tell the players, if you don't want to play for us, then you leave and I'll find me somebody that would love to play and wear that uniform. You mentioned this is your first time at Fort Wayne. Thoughts? It's been great. I mean, every, everywhere I've gone, it's Indiana fans. And boy, that's a, that's a big treat for me. You know, I mean, it's, my walk of life has been pretty good here. This, this last day I've been here. So it's, I'm looking forward to tonight. All right, again, Coach Woodson from Fort Wayne in advance of the fundraiser for the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Fort Wayne area. Interesting stuff. I thought the Bob Knight comments and the overall comments about Trace the next season, uh, interesting to hear. Probably a preview of what we'll hear next week when he comes down to our area for the IU Varsity Tour Coaches Stop with Coach Woodson and Coach Allen. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday program. Back with you Friday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.